Hey, good morning, everybody, and happy day after Labor Day here in the good old USA. Okay, it's uh, September, what is it, September 5th. It's Tuesday, by the way, 2023. It's not Monday. Yesterday was Labor Day. Okay, today's Tuesday. It's only a four-day week. Be happy about that. And I know today is the official day when I think everybody is back to school, coast to coast. So like I always do, I wish everybody well and a happy and a good and successful uh, school year. My name's Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio again on September 5th. 2023, and we've got a great show for you today. I've got, and I hope T, I'm pronouncing your name right. We're going to find, we're going to find out in a minute. I got a great guest, T Thibault. Okay, and T is the vice president of product experience at Zello, which is X E L L O at Zello uh, dot world. We'll tell you all about it. it's college careerness. Uh, technology, Co- college and career readiness technology. It's going to not only talk about the product, that's, uh, that, that's one thing, but we're also going to talk about the, how they build accessibility into the product, how they build AI into the product. And, uh, you know, this is extremely important as we enter this new age, particularly this brand-new age of AI in schools. But, of course, with accessibility, which is what we are all about at our American Consortium for Equity over at ace-ed.org. And if you go over there, you'll see our magazine, which is called Equity and Access. It's our online journal. All the podcasts like this one are archived over there. Tons of other information, featured articles from the magazine and the website and from folks, sound like PBS here, folks like you. We want our listeners to write us in, give us their adventures in equity and access, and we usually do a pretty good job of publishing them all. So I hope you take advantage of that. We also have our equity and Excellence in Equity Awards program. You'll see the link. Please go over there. Check that out. Nominate yourself, the companies you work with, your colleagues, your schools, et cetera, et cetera. We have a lot of categories. People really enjoy it, and it's a nice award. Free for educators, like everything we do, is over at ace-ed.org. So I invite you to check it out. Without further ado, thank you for letting me blab this Tuesday morning. I'm... Getting tea on the line all the way from, I believe, uh, Sweden. Tea, tea, are you there? Ah, yes, I am. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you beautifully all the way across Scandinavia and across the North Atlantic over here to Maine. It's nice to have you here. T, how do I do in pronouncing okay. your name? Okay. You know what? You nailed both the first and the last name. Absolutely. T, T, Bowie. Absolutely nailed it. Thanks for having me, Larry. Thank you. excited to be here today. And I am super excited to have you. And T is the Vice President of Product Experience at, at Zello, okay? And 20 years of experience, I'm just going to read this off a little bio, 20 years of experience in software okay, as a service, software as a service. And he has a special interest in taming complexity. And he's responsible for going and marketing a, a, a a global team of cross-functional product designers, researchers, and contact designers for the company's career and college readiness platform. Now, that's the official reading of the actual – that was good, wasn't it, T? The, the official reading. Oh, was that good. was perfect. Yeah, that was great. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and where are you in Sweden, right? Are you in Sweden today? Yeah, yeah. I'm on a little island called Erland in Sweden, which is sort of just off the east coast of uh, Sweden in the southern parts there. So uh, I am a Canadian transplanted here in Sweden, but I, you know, as my bio says, I work with teams all over the world. Um, so it doesn't really matter where we are these days. Internet's a wonderful thing. So It sure as heck is. And Sweden's a wonderful place. I just made, just, I've never been there, but I read all the Wallander uh, novels, so I, I feel comfortable with it. 
Do you ever read oh, those? Okay, okay, perfect. Oh, yeah. Did you have your... For sure, for sure. Yeah, Another I love classics. Kurt Wallander. For sure. Okay, I read every and one it, of the novels. You, you, you can come over here yes. and pick in the, the, you know, the scenic, the, you know, the different landscapes and whatnot that appear in the novels. <clears throat> it's always been a country that fascinated me. And, of, of course, I remember uh, back at, during the Vietnam years, Olaf Palme and all that, who was assassinated. They never caught the murderer. I've always fascinated with it and how Stockholm's a city of islands, etc. Are you in a small town over there? Just to get that out of the way. Uh, no, I'm actually in Stockholm, but I, I have a second oh, home here one of the in islands. Ireland, which is a small yeah. town. Yeah, yeah, one of the islands for sure. And you know what's really interesting about uh, Stockholm in general is is the accessibility of things like their subway, and they take it quite seriously. And it's uh, it's been quite inspirational for me actually. Wow, it's pretty good. Speaking of accessibility, no wonder you're there. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Before we, <laughs> first, <laughs> good segue, Tay. I like that. Okay, um, I want to ask you something before we. Uh, so first of all, I want you to talk about Zello. Just talk about Zello, what it does. Okay. Yeah, sure, sure. So, I mean, I I think you kind of went into it, but we're a future readiness platform and you kind of focus on providing tools. Yeah, when we focus on providing, you know, tools and resources to students as well as educators and parents and a few other actors in the system in sort of like in three main areas to help a student, which is like self-knowledge and skill building. So you might be looking at assessments, portfolios, interactive lessons in a number of different topic areas, that sort of thing. Uh, also with the exploration of careers and educational pathways. And this is where we get a little bit into, uh, you know, inclusion. So we're talking about community living to entrepreneurship, military apprenticeships, work-based learning opportunities, and of course the usual suspects of, you know, college and technical training. And then the third piece, which is sort of setting goals and creating plans to achieve those goals. So that might include things like your high school course plan, short-term, long-term goals, your post-secondary planning, or, you know, being able to apply to colleges and universities through the system. So essentially those are sort of the three main buckets, if you will. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And I have to ask, how long, okay, were you in education before you started working with them? Were you doing anything with, like, this type of business before you started working for them? I know you were a software guy, and I know that, and I know what your skills without question apply. But I'm just curious, okay, if, 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 you know, this is a, an educational product, if I may, okay, in the field of education. Right. We want kids to use it, et cetera. And just talk about your background and getting into this, this part of the world. Yeah, so uh, interestingly enough, I was trained as a musician as a young guy out of high school going to college. Um, I then transitioned. Uh, I was a professional musician for a number of years. And then What'd you I transitioned. What you play? I found this. A guitar player, yeah. So I studied jazz <laughs> in college, and then uh, good man. And then moved to, you know, my girlfriend came home at the time that this girlfriend that I was seeing came home with this computer, and she's like, "This is a thing called the internet." <laughs> she had one of these dial-up modems, right, and making all kinds of noise. And then I think she went to like MySpace, where you know, back in those days, it was like oh, a yeah. background oh, yeah. with blinking green text, right? And I saw that, and I was just like. This is going to be huge. And I started to learn to code that night. Uh, and that's where my, my start wow. got, and I ended up you know, being quite successful in that and, and, and creating my own company. And then uh, I, we got a call from some guys from a company called Career Cruising. Now, if you remember, Career Cruising is the predecessor to Zello. And the same guys that, that I'm working with now, mm-hmm. the wonderful Jeff and, and, and Matt, um, that was their company. And we started a relationship oh, as a vendor. 
Yeah, and then I went out and did paramedicine to be uh, a bit of a, you know, out in right field there. Uh, but I did that for seven years, and then I went for lunch with Matt and Jeff, and they asked me to come back and help them get a new version of the software up and running. And uh, that was 2012, and I haven't left since. Wow. Wow. That is, yeah. That's and 10 years, 10 years later, for goodness sakes. Okay? It's uh, just, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it's just it's 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 just it's just incredible. So you like what you're doing? This is worldwide, I assume. I mean, you guys are. are you, is the company in Sweden, or because you said Jeff and Matt, no, where are they? No, Where's we the... don't. No, not in Sweden. We have uh, uh, we have product in I think Italy, Slovenia, uh, the UK, and of course you know U.S. and Canada are big markets for us, and the U.S. is our biggest market, and that's where we focus. Yep. Uh, you know, the bulk of our energies. Yeah. So are you the only guy in Sweden? I'm just curious. I am the only guy in Sweden. Yeah, the you lucky closest dude. folks you to me would be, guy. would be the UK <laughs> folks. And then I have uh, our, our, our research leader who's down in Switzerland. So, uh, wow. So I love companies today. Yeah. It's, it's just amazing. Okay. Just how far along everything is. It's, oh. it's just just amazing. And I, now I want to talk to you. Okay. By the way, does AI play a part in any of this? Uh, it it does, but for my teams, the AI is mostly in tooling. So how we go about building the product, not so much. It doesn't render itself so much in the product yet. At this time, we're kind of, we're trying to better understand the technology and, yeah, and was, how to leverage yeah. that in the product. Yeah, yeah, but it does play yeah, a big role in the tooling, like the tools we use. Yeah, and that brings up, and I, I always like to mention, especially in the world of technology, you, you, uh, you folks at Zello in creating the product, under, understand as much as you can right now using AI. All right, and it always amazes me that some educators are scared of AI. But the goal of it, and this, I always think this is an important philosophy, the goal of education is to train people to be able to use successfully all the tools they need, okay? So rather than be scared of AI, if somebody wants to become an engineer at, say, Zello or something like, something like that, they need to understand AI, and it's K-12's job, okay, to make sure they do understand it, and there's no need to fear it. The thing is to learn how to use it and teach the kids how to use it properly. And that's why I asked that question, because as you guys are getting ready, okay, to help every student be future ready in their own world, okay, and what they need, it's education's job to make sure they, have, they learn how to use all the tools they will need. It's like having education and not, being, not letting them use a calculator. That makes no sense in today's yeah. And the, yeah, you know, And the AI is going to be the same exact thing. It would not make sense, okay? In your job, it would be crazy. You as a, a, a brilliant engineer, okay, you would be crazy not to use AI, learn about it and use it. And that's, that's what we're there for. So everybody, don't be scared of AI. Learn about it and use it. 100%. Good thoughts, Steve? I mean, it's like, yeah. it's like any other tool. You mentioned a calculator. It's sort of like a yeah. modern-day calculator in many ways, yeah. right? And I think some of our engineers are already using it to save up to 30% of the time. On, on redundant, mundane tasks. Why wouldn't you try to remove that Why wouldn't more you? important work done rather than the, the slog work, if you will? Yeah, now give away my age. I, I was in my, I think my first or second year of teaching when calculators came out onto the market, just a regular calculator. Mm-hmm. And 
you'll laugh about this. We, one of the kids in, in the school I taught brought one in. His father had paid 125 bucks back then for a four-function wow. calculator. <laughs> and we gathered wow. around it like the apes in 2001 with the, with the obelisk <laughs> because we couldn't believe this, this, thing, this thing was doing what it's doing and you're holding it in your hand. Okay? Four functions. Okay? And yeah, all the math wow. teachers, oh, well, this is the end of math teaching. They're all going to cheat. Hello, you know, it's the same thing with AI. <laughs> and talking to an engineer yeah, about yeah. it, I love it because you made my point, okay? It's going to come into your product. It has to, like everything else these days. But right now you're using it to create a better product. And on that note, okay, you, you, um, when we put together this show, all right, you, you wanted me to talk, and I like this, uh, your, your approach your your uh, your uh, software approach to accessibility technology, and why? And I'll just read your question: Why it needs to be a part of an organization's culture in order for it to be successful? And I think the organizations you're talking about are a, a company like Jello, and b the school districts itself. Okay, the, talk about the uh, the uh, the accessibility technology and how you think about that. As you create your product, Zello. Again, everybody, Zello, X E L L O, Zello dot world. Right. But take well, I mean, you know, we, we can we can take a look at it from a, a number of different levels or, or or resolutions, if you will. But I mean, when you think about an organization's culture, there's a number of reasons. You can look into like it's an ethical responsibility, right? We can look at it from that lens. We can look right. at like innovation and creativity because sometimes it it does lead to you having constraints in how you design something which can lead to innovation. And the beautiful thing with that is that it's benefiting everybody and not just individuals with disabilities, right? So that's why right. I, I find Thank that's you. been really, really great for us. Um, I think the employee engagement is another one. So it's like all about morale and retention because you're looping back to that ethical responsibility and people want to get behind that, right? So that's very powerful. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, you know, you can look at it from a user engagement perspective as well. If we take a look at something that, you know, maybe we talk about it a little bit later, like a reading level, for instance. So we write to like a grade six reading level for our middle to high school students. And you think grade six, geez, why are you writing to grade six? Well, think about Harry Potter, right? Harry Potter's written <laughs> to that reading level. You ever think that Harry Potter is a poorly written book that's not <laughs> engaging? You would never think so that, right? So, so everybody yeah. benefits from that. Right. And I mean, if you're reading something at a postdoc level, you're going to lose a lot of people. But the thing is, if you're writing to a grade six level, you're not going to lose anybody. And in fact, they're going to be like, right. oh, this is really great. And it flows. I don't really know why. They're not really thinking, oh, the reading level is really low. They're just thinking this is really well written. Um, and then we look at things from continuous improvement to, you know, from a company perspective, it can be reputation and brand image, all those types of things, competitive advantage, market expansion, and of course, legal compliance. Um, so there's a number of different reasons at a very high level um, that we want to take advantage of what accessibility has to offer, right? And it, it does, and especially in this day and age. I mean, there's a lot of um, technology that goes into accessibility, and a lot of accessibility mm -hmm. that goes into technology. It's kind of a, it's getting to be a symbiotic yeah. relationship out there, okay? And sure. besides reading level, yeah, it is, really. You can take it either way. And Besides reading level, okay, what else do you need to look at? I mean, you're trying to get every kid, I'm just reading off your website here, every student future ready, 
Okay, we want every kid to be ready, right. regardless of their background, their ability, okay, the pathway they've chosen, okay? And I'll, I'll use my favorite, favorite line. Everybody says college and career ready. I always just say career ready. College will make you career ready. Right. It's redundant. We just want to be career ready. You don't have to right. go to college. I need a, I need a plumber today, okay? He, he's going to his own kind of college, okay, or she is. And that's the kind of person we need. Whatever your pathway, we want you to understand what you need. Okay, so just talk about what else, you know, reading level, how else do you build it in? What else? Well, what else you look at? if I can just pause for a moment on, on one of those thoughts is that, you know, really the way sure. that we kind of look at how we put our product out in the world is all students, all pathways, all abilities. So that kind of sums it up, right? <laughs> nice. Um, and I think nice. when, we're, when we're talking about accessibility, we have this inclusivity as well, and they're very much tied. We don't really separate them, but if we wanted to separate them, we could look at breaking it down into like sort of two buckets, if you will. So there's sort of like a hard accessibility, which is like meeting WCAG standards or Section 508 or whatever the standard, the European standard, whatever that is. But then there's what I might call like a soft accessibility, which is inclusivity and reach. And they're different things. Um, if you're talking about inclusivity and reach and you, and you bring that into a courtroom, it's not going to go anywhere. If, let's say if there was a court battle because your product wasn't uh, accessible or something like that. But if you look at like WCAG standards, that's a different thing. So the WCAG standards would focus uh, more on things like full keyboard navigation, ensuring that your images don't contain data and information, closed captions for video content, you know, your target sizes, your color contrast, font size, like all of these very technical things. Um, that we basically have a checklist for uh, and we'll provide a VPAT for because you can go through line item by line item uh, and you can kind of check those off through a definition of done, which is something that we do from an engineering perspective. But then what I think is most interesting and a lot of people sort of gloss over is the inclusivity and the reach. So this goes back to all students, all abilities, all pathways. So it's often in line with inclusivity and it might include, you know, what we just talked about, which is sort of that grade six reading level, like sort of Harry Potter level, um, simple readability, like using spacing, using lists, like very, very nuanced stuff. Um, could be text-to-speech. It could be simplifying the navigation UI elements. It can be challenging traditional gender role stereotypes or representing visible minorities in the software because we have a very visual platform that we want to sort of in, engage you and sort of draw you into mm -hmm. the visual. So that becomes very important. And then the other pieces are, you know, if you look at some of the other folks in the same space that we're in, it's very much like college readiness, right? It's all about going to university. But we give equal footing to entrepreneurship, equal footing to community living, equal right. footing to right. apprenticeships, right? like all these different learning pathways, um, and then, again, you get into inclusive language. You get into multilingual, And all of these softer elements that really aren't part of any standard except for Zello's standard because we've woven that into the DNA of, of our product strategy, I guess. I, I, there's a little yeah. long-winded. I apologize. But no, you're not being long-winded at all. You're entitled to be. You do it every day, okay? And it, it, yeah, it's yeah. absolutely... Yeah, it's absolutely it's absolutely incredible, you know. So where does it go from here? What do you see happening in the future with all this? Oh boy, uh, it's a good question. I'm always trying to look around. Your corners. bosses wanted um, me to ask you that question before they give you the raise. 
Okay, they said. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think a lot of it. <laughs> only is, kidding, by the know, way. Larry only kidding. Coming, yeah. 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 <laughs> I do think it is, Larry, coming down to, you know, one big question is how do we best utilize the power of artificial intelligence? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, when I envision that, yeah. I envision having inputs like a 360 degree input of a student and what a student looks like and understanding that and creating a right. very powerful model that can then automatically give a student more relevant options to consider. Because right now it's, you know, we're still in the infancy stages of technology. I mean, the internet's only really been around in in any, uh, you know, widespread way for maybe 25 years or so. Um, So just imagine what happens in the next five years, right? Well, actually, actually that brings up a good question. It's basically the same question. Zillow started, let's say, 25 years ago. Is that right? Would you say that? Is that fair? That's more or less, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, 25. In the 25 years, you had an idea of what it should be 25 years ago. The guys did. You haven't been there for that long. You've been there for 10, 12 years. Okay. But, yeah, that's okay. The guys had a vision, Jeff and Matt, of what it should be. But over the course of uh, basically this century, okay, obviously that's changed. Okay, and my my question is, as we look to the future and you look at the the things that were, quote, missing, so to speak, in in the past and have been added in, what do you think going from here? You know what I mean? Maybe that's the question. What what was missing from the beginning that you guys added in? Maybe that's an easier way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's that's a But it gives you a pathway for the future because you know where you've been. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, when we first got to start, it was more about, okay, we have these databases of information. It might be schools, careers, uh, you know, labor market information, these types of things, and we would organize things in terms of data. And then you have to hunt and pack and work really hard with the, you know, against high friction to get what you need out of the system. Whereas I think what we've been moving towards all this time and things like, you know, large language models and whatnot will help us get to is personalization. So everything's magic. I mean, we've come to use Google and all these wonderful technologies, and they're always putting things in front of us that we just take for granted now. Like I put on Google Maps. That is one of the most incredible apps ever to be created. Like map the whole world, if you will. And it's so incredibly accurate. Uh, That's just one example, but I think it's just like the personalization, personalization within the application that's helping you do X, Y, or Z. And I think that that's what we're moving toward, and that's what we're helping students with so that there's less friction and there's less hunt and peck to get there, if that makes sense. It, it, it does. And I, I want to ask this the right way. I've got to think it through for a second. How has the <clears> – let's see. How do I ask this? Maybe you don't even know, but I'll ask. How has the student changed? Okay, you have to be aware of, of the students out there today. They're actually different than they were 25 years ago. In fact, those people are now the parents of the students that are there now. All right? You know, what, what's, when, when you look at who you're talking to, how do you see that they have changed to build that into the system? That's a oh. tough question. I got you, I got you all kinds yeah. of things here. Right? Yeah, yeah. Didn't mean to take you so far. This is a lot Sorry. of di- uh, no, a lot of dimensions, Larry. I think, like, you know, when we were doing research with uh, students when we were first creating Zello, we wanted to find out what things they valued. Um, and it changed between Canadian students and U.S. students. Um, yeah. But I think 
some of the v- things that they value might be things more like making a difference in the world, um, uh-huh. working on Good something uh, that, that is aligned sort of with, with their ethics and, and what they want to get out of their life at the end of their life, kind of looking back versus, you know, maybe 25, 30 years ago, I want a job and lots of, make lots of money. So there's sort of some, some, you know, some nuanced differences in there. And then I think if you look at behaviorally how kids interact with technology, their expectations are a yes. lot higher than your expectations or my ex- expectations still are. Sometimes, you know, a software does something around like, wow, I didn't really expect that. But maybe if you yeah. ask a 15-year-old, they're like, oh, I expect that from all the software. Um, so the bar is very high there. And, and I think it just goes on and on. Um, I think what we're seeing now is we're seeing specifically when it comes to, you know, getting ready for, you know, the life beyond uh, uh, secondary school and going into a post-secondary world. It might be kids being yeah. a little bit more cautious about spending 40000 yeah. a year and going to college and instead maybe There's doing a thousand articles. There was just an article in the New York Times yesterday, just an article in the New York Times today or yesterday. You know, people are judging whether higher education is worth the cost. Okay. This is New York Times front page. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So those types of things. So, I mean, we're always thinking about, well, how can we help kids? Even if you want to go to college, how can we help you with the return on investment? I want to, I want to be exactly. an educator. Okay, you can go to that college and pay 40000 a year, or you can go to this other college for the exact same degree, and it's going to be 5000 a year. Exactly. the return Thank on you. investment. Are you going to get more jobs yeah. paying 40000 or is that more about your ego or your parents' ego, or you know, is it yeah. all in the family because <laughs> you've been doing it in this family yeah. for four generations? I mean, we don't know, right? But it, it's really like can we build those tools to help people frame things a bit differently and how they think about their return on investment. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. And last question, i got to ask you this. Uh, what filters down to you from the audience using the product? What are you hearing from them? What, what are the gangs let you What does the gang let you see? Let's put it that way. What, what are you hearing from them? Uh, are we talking about students or are we talking about uh, educators or parents? I, I think well, let's talk educators since um, we're talking to that. What are you hearing from educators? That's, that's, thank you for helping me rephrase. What are you hearing yeah, from educators? Um, I, I think from educators, they're very focused on, um, you know, workflows and efficiency and making mm-hmm. sure that they can easily use softwares to meet the mandates and to be able to report on those mandates. Yep. Um, and, you know, each state has different mandates and different things that they need to fulfill. And it's challenging for a vendor like us to, to be able to put all those things out in the yeah, world. Exactly. Um, but, but, but it's a lot more data driven. So I, I think that's a, that's a ah, big change. You know, we're moving away from a huge the, large, uh, a huge the large filing cabinet to having reams and reams of data that needs to be uh, crunched and made and, and some sense making uh, applied to it. So I think that's one of the, the, the main things that we're seeing now from the educator perspective. Yeah. And hence AI, you're going to build in AI for the educator as well as the uh, end user. Okay. It's going there to be you go. Simple. You know, it's, it's just there a vicious cycle out there. What can I tell you? Gee, this was great. I really I love talking to you today. And I'm not sure you're Canadian. Can you please pronounce A-B-O-U-T? Go ahead. About? Yeah, that's pretty good. Usually, I'm not sure no, if Canadian is supposed Canadian. to know a boot. 
Yeah, uh, a boot, a boot. <laughs> about, about, just kidding, yeah. just kidding. My my, yeah, my no, Canadian friends, just kidding. I only live five hours from yeah, Canada, yeah. four hours from Canada. Please, I live in Maine. I go up there Where, all the time. Please forgive me. Oh, you're in Maine. Okay. okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Well, <laughs> I love it up there. You know what, Larry, thanks so much for the time. I, I really enjoyed our conversation. Well, oh, okay, this was just great. I, You know, I, I loved your approach to things, and this is the software side. A lot of people don't realize, you know, the educators see Zello. They see it as the sales rep who pops in every so often. Okay, and tries to make, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, they got you and a thousand other people in the background just working on this stuff all the time. And I always like to bring that out to the educators we talk to here, that there's a, there's a whole army behind every product you see, and a lot of thought goes into every product you see mm-hmm. about, about education because the industry, I, I believe this, our industry really cares that the products work. Okay, it's it. Yeah, and they're constantly sure. making them better. So I think it's really important we talk. So thank you, my friend, for being here. What time is it there? Was it five hours later, two thirty or something? What time is it? Yeah, it's it's uh, three thirty now. So six hours. Three thirty. I'm one hour off. Okay. Well, go have an yeah. early dinner. What can I tell you? Have some more broth. Is that good or is that Danish? I'll, I'll go grab some? a I'll go grab a cafe or coffee or something. I guess then. There you go. Today. You know, Thanks so do much, they have Larry. herring Appreciate stands? You. Wait, do they have fresh herring available to you? Fresh herring. Oh, yeah. They call it oh, I love here. fresh herring. So you can get it in I all kinds of different forms. And you, you I'll save your email. Come, you. I've got to get over there. Yeah. I'll send you a can of the rotten stuff. There. You'll love that. Don't <laughs> open it inside. <laughs> Thanks so much, Larry. Someday I'll tell you my experience with Vegemite in Australia. I opened that inside. The biggest mistake of my life. Oh, my God. Right. I ra- had to oh. run out the door. But that's besides the point. I, I, I can't wait to come uh, to Sweden. Thanks, T. You're a good man. Thank okay. you so much for being here. Thanks, Thanks so buddy. Much, Larry. Bye-bye. Take care. Oh, you're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. That was a pleasure, for goodness sakes. Okay. T. Thibault is the VP of Product Experience at Zello, X-E-L-L-O dot world. Okay, good stuff. And again, I'd like you to see what's going on behind the scenes. I like to learn it too. We're going to archive over at ace-ed.org. Everything we do is free for educators. And if you want to get in touch with me, it's Larry at ace-ed.org. Thanks for listening. And again, remember, it's Tuesday, day after Labor Day. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.